Okay, so I guess we are now live on YouTube. Fuck yeah. Awesome. awesome. Okay, everybody, we are now live on what YouTube. Oh, you're going to have to do something about that now, Tess. Ooh, I had hey my YouTube thing open and that was some playback. So, okay. Uh, what I guess up? it's working. It's working. Yeah. So to anybody who is watching this live, um, thank you for being here and bear with us because we just decided to do this and I've never done a joint live stream on my end. So we just wanted to make sure that I didn't fuck this up entirely. Um, cool. And if you're watching the replay, dope. Uh, my name is Testimona with the Great Silencing Podcast and I am joined with Mike Whistler from the Easy Peasy Podcast. Mike, if you want to introduce yourself. What's happening? Yeah, you got it. Mike Whistler, Easy Peasy Podcast, uh, Easy Peasy Garden Solutions. Uh, I'm just your average, you know, single near 30-year-old dude that's got no business talking about relationships, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was a fucking awesome intro. Uh, you know, I'm just like, I'm your average guy. Yeah, you know, I, I like to I like to build stuff. I like to ride motorbikes. I like to camp. Um, I make make a gardener passed up. So I appreciate you uh, and doing collaboration here. I guess the last thing we did was on my. When we. Mike, I good. think your connection is glitching a little bit. Uh oh. Are you okay? I can see you now, but it just totally froze. It, Is it, it working now? I mean, you tell me. I thought I was good. Okay, I can hear you now, sort of. Okay. It's a little, it's a little bit blurry, but I guess we'll we'll go with it. Yikes! All right, uh, fingers crossed. I don't know what else to say. I guess uh, are we rolling or not? We are. We are. Yeah. Okay. I can hear All you right. Now. Cool. cool. This okay. is the with with what <laughs> the internet, the internet. You know, I sometimes know. it's like we get so dependent on it, and now it's failing us. What are we oh, gonna do? In all of the ways, a hundred percent. I could go off on. <laughs> I could go off on that. I'm gonna be doing a lot of talking about um, how we live in algorithm ghettos already, and just the general AI agenda this season on this podcast. But this, this for tonight, though. So we are getting into the topic of which. Thank you for hitting me up about this, and I'm so glad that we finally are getting to do this. Uh, the topic of the division between men and women which I think anybody with eyes can, can see that shit happening, right? So the division between men and women, which is heavily fueled by all angles and all politics, media, da-da-da, um, definitely some crisis in identities surrounding gender roles and what that should and shouldn't look like, and a lot of blind leading the blind. And then an underlying agenda, which I know we are broadcasting to YouTube. If they nuke us, like, fuck it. This is going to be on all of our other podcast channels. So just tap in with our podcast if for some reason this goes down. But the underlying agenda, which I will be reading from some documents if we have time, uh, which I believe is depopulation and then the blatant, obvious divide and conquer, 
but we'll get into that at the end. So let's just kind of like ease our way into this, not like wig out the algorithm too fucking much. And as yeah, far yeah. as like, you know, from where you're sitting, right? Because I, as a woman, know how I feel about what I see going on, but I like to hear um, the perspective from men as well. Like what, what is, what is your experience kind of with all this and what made you want to even have this conversation? Well, as we were talking before we went live, uh, this is a big, a big topic. So that's not an easy question to answer. Um, I guess, I guess I'll start by saying I listened to your show. You went on, um, with deborah gets red pilled yes and you guys called it gender wars right and i'm like oh (laughs) man like yeah but i feel like we got to break that and say like it's not about like the genders being at war with each other it's sort of like the war on you know each gender sort of independently and collectively um you know i think it's obvious that there is an anti-masculine kind of push. Um, you know, I think aspects of sort of like modern feminism have been sort of co-opted to the detriment of everybody. And I'm time for my buddy Mason, who uh and I kind of all the time, but it's just like it was a weird time to grow up as a as a boy and like trying to navigate manhood uh, was a very precarious kind of thing. And I, I almost get the feeling and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost feel like women in our culture are in some ways forced to grow way too fast. Whereas boys are lost. You know, we have the opposite problem. We're all, held back growing up to a large extent um i think this is why you have a lot of sort of aimless uh i don't know folks who have no ambition when i say folks i mean men you know totally ambitious lack of any ambition whatsoever thing i think man needs a purpose and it's just tough if you don't ever find something that you feel to be your purpose um i hope this it's kind of like we have a we have a whole generation or maybe now multiple generations of sort of wayward boys that never never really grew up in my opinion that's kind of what i again i speak from my point of view so like i like how you talked on deborah gets red pilled about how you know, a lot of times you hear people say like, oh, you know, just like fuck women or like they're all this, they're all that. And it is, it's, it's easier to kind of generalize to try to get to the heart of the matter. And like, why do we feel this way? Um, you know, I had dinner with my folks uh, last weekend and my mom, you know, just innocently, you know, she asks, so, you know, you've been on any dates lately. And, uh, and I'm just kind of like, you know what? No, like, frankly, I just, I'm not even that interested right now. I'm just trying to focus on building my business and doing my thing. And like, like I haven't met anybody that appeals to me. And I, and I said, and frankly, like most, most women my age are kind of terrible. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I just said it. It like came out and I didn't even, I, I, I kind of felt bad for half a second, but then I'm like, you know what? No, like it's true. I didn't say, I didn't say all, I did all, I said most, most of them are terrible. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? no, don't apologize. You can, you say whatever. I believe in yeah. whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> it's obviously like, you know, it's nothing on you. It's nothing on any one particular woman, but you know, just as a guy who has put in some effort in the past and tried to approach women in public, like as one is expected to do, of not so much anymore um you get you get a a variety of reactions when you try to hit on a woman but nine out of ten times it's pretty negative frankly you know frankly which is kind of a disappointment you know like even if they're not interested there's like a polite way to kind of tell a guy you're not interested but a lot of girls maybe it's not nine out of ten but a lot of times they're kind of mean about it there's no way around it. They're just kind of mean. So it's tough, man. It's tough out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, I've, I've talked to a few men um, just because I was wanting to really get as much of, you know, opinions and experiences that are not mine, like as I possibly could before I really dove further into this topic for this season and I heard a lot of stories like that. And I also heard a lot of shit where, I don't know. I mean, it's again, this is to whoever is watching either live or replay. This is a absolute fucking hornet's nest of a topic that we're going to be piecing apart. But it's it's really fucking complicated. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I would not want the job of, of hitting on uh, women. I don't even hit on dudes. Like I straight up will not. Like even if I'm interested in you, it's, it's not happening. I'm not I'm not doing that shit. So, so yeah, I feel for you. Um, and I think that I guess that would just kind of bring us into the, the tension that I feel like is amplified. Like there was some there by nature and it wasn't addressed for so long that all of a sudden going in the polar opposite direction and making it a fucking trend to have a problem all the time is now a thing. So it's like this weird rubber band effect that I'm seeing really with almost every issue that we're dealing with as a society, like you for sure see it like with religion or with traditional values versus progressivism or whatever. Those are like two sides of the same coin. They're just opposites. Uh, but I, I for sure see that in the problems with um, men and women as well. Like I know for me growing up, like first off, that's an interesting observation that you had as far as like, women are supposed to be growing up a lot earlier, but you said you felt like, you know, there were some roadblocks to where like men were almost blocked from that. And I know like Jordan Peterson has talked a lot about that. He calls it Peter Pan syndrome, which I found really interesting. Um, but I do, I do remember that being a thing. Like when I grew up, I mean, first off, I was mostly raised by older men. Um, I left home at a really young age and I just lived in a house with way older dudes. I wasn't like hooking up with them. They just, you know, I was like the straight that they took in basically. So I, you know, was raised looking up to um, 
men that were older than me and were, let's just call them businessmen. Like they weren't on wall street, but let's just call them businessmen. All right. Uh-huh. So I pay attention to, you know, that and how they live their lives. And I guess now that's like a very masculine frame or it's traditionally to live by, but I was brought up and even by my parents before that of like, don't trust dudes, get your own money. Like don't even have kids. Or if you do do it way later, um, don't settle down. Like you just, all that matters is your career and your money. So I was being programmed to think like that, like at a super fucking young age, mm-hmm. super, super young. So, um, I don't know like what the hell's going on with dudes, but I just remember noticing that after the Deborah gets red pill podcast where I was like, that's so weird. Like I was not at all raised in the same way as like my Sicilian grandmother was, you know what I mean? I was raised like you would think most men are, which is like, get the money, get the job, get the success, get, get, get all the things. Right. Mm -hmm. And to just be a nice little capitalist slave. Um, and then you can have your reward afterwards. So it's just like the never ending fucking circus. Um, as far as dudes, I'm not sure what's going on, but like kind of what you mentioned, I think it's a lot of men have told me that they've dealt with, um, difficulties in approaching women, like from a genuine place, like they're not doing anything wrong, but they're approaching them from a genuine place. And they get this attitude where they're almost being treated like they're trying to prey on the woman or abuse them or, or like up to something, you know what I mean? So a lot of them now are like saying that they push back because they don't want to be seen as, you know, a predator or like they're doing something wrong just because of their gender. And I, I legitimately had no idea that was going on because when I was growing up, Um, and bad things would happen to me as a young female from older men, like, you know, let's say like sexual assault is a great example. I dealt with a lot of that growing up. Uh, when I was growing up, no one gave a fuck, like at all, at all. You, if you talked about it, you would get, even if the person was way older than you and you were a kid, you were still getting blamed for that shit a hundred percent. And that was my experience. So Never, ever were people like, oh, my God, do you feel safe? Are you okay?" Like, no, fuck no, absolutely not. So now it's like almost polar. It's done like that's what I mean by the rubber band effect to where we went from that of like, shut up and let them do whatever they want because you're just property. So that's how I grew up to now. It's like the opposite where it's like you're almost just guilty for the fact that I'm not saying this is the case in every situation, but I'm just saying that I see that how it's almost become very trendy to be accusatory or to be a victim. And I think that that translates into more topics than just what we're talking about. I just, I just think that, you know, victimhood has all of a sudden become a trend, which is kind of a slap in the face to people who are actual victims of shit. Cause it's like, where the fuck were you guys when we were going through this and literally no one was there for us. And now all of a sudden it's like, a political statement or whatever it's some mark of virtue so just kind of you know validating that that on your end of the experience and it, it does concern me because i hear the same complaints from from women uh, you know like like what you mentioned of like oh men are trash or oh men are you know compulsive liars or none of them can grow up or they're all children blah, whatever you know and like you said is it all men no but it, it is very concerning to me to see so much dissatisfaction on both sides, because what happens if we just get to the point where we either one treat each other like punching bags and nothing else, which I would argue that's kind of already happening, 
Or two, what if we just wrote each other off entirely? Like that's the end of the human race, right? Which is why between that and some of these Bilderberg documents, I do believe that this has very strong roots in a depopulation agenda because what other fucking motivation could you have to throw so much money and effort and politics and jargon and entertainment at shit that make tells women you don't need a man they're useless you're more of a woman without a man and then whatever they're saying to me i don't know what messages you're receiving from the media honestly i don't know what algorithm you are in like in real life or or online because it, it's all tailored differently you know I don't, I don't really know what messages you're getting about women i mean last time i checked it was uh what i'm seeing really is men just being like uh, either women are the devil or women need to shut up and get in their place or, you know, just vulgar stuff about them or they're only good for one thing, you know, just the typical bullshit. But I don't know what's really being peddled through. through I mean, there's and pigs and like, we're not trying to go there. Like, that's not what any of this is. I am bad. I was like halfway talking about the hitting on girls and the me. Um, the funism, though, like being out, I think it's it's obviously this is a surface level symptom of a problem that I think is really deep. In that, I think it it touches every type of relationship or potential relationship or lack thereof. You know, I see a lot of it seems to me like romantic relationships that end up sort of as a power struggle. And I don't know why that is. I think it is some sort of psyop, right? Like we're hinting on that this is not an accident per se. Um, and the rubber band effect, I like the I like the image because it is an overcorrection to go from like, oh, you know, like victim blaming to, on the other hand, like full blown, you know, believe all women no matter what. Like lots of people get falsely accused now which is the terrible thing. Um, you know, your, your career can be ruined overnight with an accusation and you know, this weaponization of each other against one another is, is terrible. Like you said, it's, it's divide and conquer. And I think there's a good chance that we are sort of being prey to the media and their influence and I, I mean that by kind of saying like the message that I think a lot of men get from sort of your typical like cookie cutter primetime sitcom is that like their job is to kind of just be a pushover, like kind of like do this kind of like something that nobody really takes seriously. Um, but, you know, do what you're expected to do or everything can be taken away. You know, I. I remember when I was in high school writing a, a, a persuasive essay, I, you know, it was like, I was already thinking about this kind of shit. And it was like a, it was a research essay had something controversial. And I wrote about the reverse sexism of, of marriage court of divorce court rather. And how basically the stats of, how few fathers retain any parental rights at all, let alone like shared, you know, 50, 50. Um, 
and how it's just it's it seems that the odds are stacked against these guys in divorce court in a lot of ways and it it it's terrible enough uh that a family is being destroyed but like it ruins people it ruins businesses it 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 ruins the kids chance to even have some semblance of like a role model you know we could take this to like the drug war too and how that's been used to lock up the black father you know to a large extent you know the destruction of that parental you know father figure it takes a lot of different shapes but i think in media a lot of times it is this kind of like family guy you know peter uh doofus like tim allen home improve actually you know tim allen maybe was the last decent father figure on television as uh tool man tim but you think about anything that's been on in the last 20 years and it just feels like uh there's not a lot of strong male figures to to you know shine as a role model right now yeah yeah i agree with i i mean i agree also with that with the women as well like you really have to dig and use a lot of discernment i think that there is a crisis kind of with i mean i see it for sure with men um but with women as well of just trying to even figure out what is actual masculinity versus you know the the shit that's been shoved down our throats that just conditions us to be better you know, status slaves. Cause there is a difference. Like what is the, that's why like natural laws is, is interesting to me, but what is like the real feminine role and what are the real masculine role or we should say masculine and feminine energies, right? Cause every human being has both of those within them. So it's not like it's just dead ass one or the other, but obviously like I might have more feminine, you know, cause I am a female versus a dude. So that can be really hard. And a problem with that is that when there's a vacuum, predators will take advantage of that shit and fill it. That's where you get people like Andrew Tate, which you know is a completely different conversation. So you're kind of feeling like on your end, it's just confusion and there's not really like anything to look up to. So like, is there any more that you wanted to kind of elaborate on that? Because literally everything you're saying, I just glanced down at some of these documents and it's it's fucking crazy. It's it's literally the exact same thing. I mean, I like uh, don't even get me started on circumcision, man. Like you know, and there's all kinds there's all kinds of ways that I think the male beast is um, being actively domesticated, right? Yes. To, to take a wild creature and turn it into. into um, you know, a, a, a livestock animal. That's what that's what I think is being done. And not, starts very young. I mean, I without getting too much in the details of it or whatever. It's like I remember the first sort of uh, well, you know, when you first start dating as like a young teenager, right, preteen, whatever. Um, there was a whole lot of sort of at least in my situation, a lot of like, we don't trust you two alone together to just like figure this stuff out for yourselves. We're going to like be kind of helicoptering around and um, kind of trying to keep like the childhood bubble thing over top. Now people would disagree with me. Um, 
know, obviously there is like that's a that's a delicate uh, walk. You want to protect your kids, but you also want to let them grow up, right? Um, but I think I think when boys are treated, it's more. I think girls maybe get more of a talking to, frankly, on average about just be you know the realities of sort of the risks you're at. You know, you don't want to be uh, a victim, so like people people kind of give you the warning. But I think you know young boys are left to kind of figure it out for themselves a lot of time. Um, does that make sense? It's kind of like, <sighs> I feel like I'm not explaining myself very well, but. Well, I hear, I hear you talking about there being like a lack of guidance for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, and I, and I can't speak for all men, you know what I mean? Like I totally, I totally fucking hear that and believe that. Um, I also had zero guidance, but my upbringing is not the norm. Like, like most kids don't leave home when they're 14 and move into like the type of house that I moved into. So that's not really normal. Um, so I can't, I don't really feel like I can use my upbringing as like a good measuring stick for how women are raised. Cause it's like not the norm at all. Um, but something I just felt like throwing this out there and just being like, all right, what do you what do you think about this? Like, how true does this ring to you? And then to anybody who's like in the live, like, feel free to chime in. But I am going to read just like a little thing out of this is in the enforcement section in the document of the silent weapons for quiet wars. Um, I can go back later and post a link to the documents in, if YouTube will fucking let me. But um, these are not that hard to find. So. It breaks down essentially like that. It's basically talking about how to automate a society, how to control a society. And it's talking about members of the nuclear family being the most valuable commodity in an economy is like the nuclear family, which is why you need to destroy, excuse me, which is why you need to control, control it. So that would imply like destroying it for, like you said, domestication, like you're just gutting it completely. Um, in my opinion, like a lot of people are walking around entirely castrated, like metaphorically speaking, right? Because I see like the Uvalde sh school shootings, like all those parents that were standing there with the cops, they wouldn't go in. There's all these gunfire going on and they're like, the cops won't let us get our kids. It's like, when the fuck do you need permission from the state to save your child from being murdered in front of you? But that's like literally where people are right now. Which is which was the goal is like that's that is how subservient a lot of people are. And I see it in other ways as well. And it's like it drives me insane. So it breaks down like how to exploit and control each member of the family. And it's like it's it completely is discussing how to weaponize women's uh, natural instincts and turn them into like something that they can profit off of as a way to like break the back and domesticate, like you said, the man. And again, this is not, I wanna make it really, really clear. The worst thing that we can do when we're trying to find a solution to the divide between men and women is be like, oh, this is all women's fault. Oh, this is all men's fault. Cause we can literally do that endlessly and get absolutely fucking nowhere. So like the biggest thing, and they do this with politics too, they do it with race, religion, whatever is that like the only, the enemy is not any of us. Like all of us are operating under various conditioning and programming. And so like we've been weaponized against each other, but we are not the fucking cause of the problem, but we are symptoms of it until we wake up to it. So 
I just want to read this hella quick and then I'm going to read something in the chat. So this is just something about the father. It's very interesting. And I, again, this is sociopathic language, but whatever. So factor two, the father, um, the man of the household must be housebroken to ensure that junior, meaning the son will grow up with the right social training and attitudes. The advertising media, et cetera, are engaged to see it that father-to-be is pussy-whipped before or by the time he is married. He is taught that he either conforms to the social notch cut out for him, meaning have your job and be a provider, or his sex life will be hobbled and his tender companionship will be zero. He is made to see that women demand security more than logical, principled, or honorable behavior. So women have to be conditioned that way too, because I'll tell you this much right now. It is an anchor around the neck just to choose a dude out of security. If, if I can't vibe with like his intellect and his wit, his character, his moral, his standards, I, I would take all of that being on par, but his pocketbooks being all the way fucked off than the opposite any day. But that's not, you know, like the common thing. I was going to uh, say, you are, you are the exception to that test because... You know, I'm I'm probably gonna verge on being too personal a few times, but I, you know, I've been in love and I've been in love with me, but you know, it's kind of like you always have to be um, self-aware, right? Like I I still had a lot of growing up to do. That's true. Um, kind of like what Jordan Peterson says: if she doesn't choose you, there might have been a reason. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I always kind of suspect that it's it's my lack of uh security and my and my preference for principle that often scares people off not always not always but sometimes yeah i mean i do i do think that that is shoved down women's throats like one thousand percent um and, and i do see that i think the reason why i don't have that like don't get me wrong if someone's like you know shooting heroin all day and like won't do shit and is like stealing your money I don't want anything to do with that. But what I'm saying is like the other stuff, like who somebody is, is more important to me than like their job title or how much money they have. The reason for that is because I've known several people with a lot of money and very high status jobs. And I've seen what those people are like when they're not at their jobs. Mm. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh, But that whole um, money and status illusion was, was, you know, dead in the water for me, like at a pretty young age. So it, that shit like really does not fucking impress me. And if anything, sometimes it can make me a little bit hesitant because I know what that does to people, whether you're a man or a woman, um, it can, it can be really corrupting. So I'm going to finish this one, this, this one segment cause it's real fucking interesting. Um, it says by the time the father's son must go to war. So again, we're conditioning the kids to like belong to the state. By the time his son must go to war, father, parentheses, with jelly for a backbone, will slam a gun into Junior's hand before father will risk the censure of his peers or make a hypocrite of himself by crossing the investment he has in his own personal opinion or self-esteem. Junior will go to war or father will be embarrassed. So Junior will go to war, the true purpose notwithstanding. Uh, The female element of human society is ruled by emotion first, logic second. In the battle between logic and imagination, imagination always wins, fantasy prevails, maternal instinct dominates, so the child comes first and the future comes second. 
A woman with a newborn baby is too starry-eyed to see a wealthy man's cannon fodder. Sorry, this is old language. I don't know what the fuck that means. Or a cheap Maybe. source of slave labor. Hmm? To be a wealthy man's cannon fodder would be like a useless body to throw at the war machine. Cannon fodder is is what you shoot from cannons. Um, yeah, he's saying, yeah. He, so they're basically saying a woman with a newborn is too like in love with her newborn to, to really care about a man's status or, and then it says, or cheap source of slave labor. So then it says a woman must, however, be conditioned to accept the transition to quote reality when it comes or sooner. As the transition becomes more difficult to manage, the family unit must be carefully disintegrated and state-controlled public education and state-operated child care centers must become more common and legally enforced so as to begin the detachment of the child from the mother and father at an early age. Inoculation of behavioral drugs, parentheses Ritalin, can speed the transition for the child, parentheses mandatory. And then it kind of goes on, but... As, and then it goes on about how the kids are manipulated. So as, as we can see, if you are viewing the family unit as an economic commodity, you do need control over them and they do need to be divided. Um, a woman's instinct does need to be weaponized in order to put pressure on. It, it kind of feeds into the man's instinct for, you know, for the woman. If the woman is like, well, you better go and work these jobs and get this money and have all the things, otherwise no sex. And so then the male instinct to procreate is threatened unless he obeys with the banking cartels, which it literally says that in here. I just can't remember which fucking page it's on. So I don't, is that making sense at all? Hang on. Let me see what they're almost sounds like you are reading from the communist manifesto. I have not read that and I should, but I am reading from silent weapons for quiet wars and it's highly disturbing. I should check that out though. Um, then they, he says the family has been under attack since the 1970s. All of what you are talking about isn't a gender issue. It is about societal control. hundred percent. The goal is a dependent nanny state. I, I, I love that. I love that. That's yeah. I, I would agree a thousand percent. And it talks about that in these documents. Then Don says all women say that, but I'm not sure what he was referring to when he posted that. So Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I have no idea what he was talking about. Um, I have I have a few thoughts. Okay, there was a lot there. There was a lot there. Yeah. So talking about weaponizing the uh, maternal instinct and hijacking logic, fantasy winning out over logic happens a lot okay um you know i i don't want any of this to be construed as ill of my own. i have great parents but there are patterns that become apparent over time and my mom was always the worrier you know didn't matter you know it's like there was always something to worry about um which is a restrictive kind of on you know it's like um Kids learn by pushing themselves, by challenging themselves. Uh, this is, okay, like the weaponization of, of the maternal instinct is not letting little Johnny jump off the, the tree branch and, and bust his knee when he needs to do it to learn his limit. Um, and then I, I liked what it was saying about how at the same time, you have to condition the mother to let go of the, the junior because when the time comes, 
that Junior grows to the point of becoming the cannon fodder of the wealthy, she has to be willing to let him go, despite the maternal instinct. That's why you put him in the child care, you put him in the public school, you you gradually separate mother and son. You know, all of this is is against our biology. What should happen is you should spend almost all of your time with your mother certain number of years during your early, early childhood, right? And as you become more capable of taking care of yourself, gradually you become more independent. But it's not like you're stripped away by the force of some massive you know, entity that we call the state in the form of public schools, mandatory through what eighth grade at least. Um, and this, this, this abrupt separation enforced by the state sort of mimics the natural progression, but it's, it's, it's not on our terms. It's not free. It's not natural. And there's a lack of, in my opinion, there's a serious lack of rites of passage. I mean, if you look ancient cultures, for both men and women, there were distinct rites of passage saying like, you are no longer a baby. You are now like a child. You're no longer a child. You're a young adult. You're no longer, you're, you know, making your way towards being an elder. You know, there were, there were periods that we recognized this, this development as a community. And it was like, everybody, you know, it's it's the quinceanera. It's the um, what's the one that Jewish kids get? Um, oh, the bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Yeah. yeah it's like American culture doesn't really have that outside of religion, um, and I think we we suffer as a result. I don't know. Like, there's the Boy Scouts and stuff, but even that's been pussified. You know, like my experience in the Boy Scouts was not very rigorous i'll put it that way you know yeah and that is a big problem i mean i'm i'm agreeing a lot with kind of what's being said in the chat and, and kind of what we've what the what the theme seems to keep being which is yeah i mean it, it's it's ultimately creating generations of people that are going to have no choice but to be reliant on the state. I mean, even that example that you just used of, you said like when I, when you were in the Boy Scouts, it wasn't, you know, what it used to be or what you would have thought it was. And it's like, well, typically those, those kinds of skills, right? Like knowing how to, what we might associate with what, what men at least used to be associated with was like, you can fix shit, you can build shit, you can hunt, you can live off the land. Like, you know, all of that stuff. That, that shit is so necessary to being able to survive and be a free human being. If you don't have that, you will be working for somebody else or always participating in a system where your compliance for all these other outside terms is required just to do commerce. And you are, you know, you're stuck with the poisoned food that's banned in 30 fucking countries inside the grocery stores. I mean, it just kind of goes on and on and on, but that that is something that will make women very anxious and kind of thrown into that 
hyper independent state, which I know like I'm in like all the time. Cause like, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like there's no one that's going to be like, help. nobody's helping me with my shit, you know? So like, I get that. But, um, and then with men, it's like a huge blow because, you know, like you said, men need purpose. All people need purpose. Everybody right. does. Right. And I, I really, really resonate with a saying that, um, a yogi who uh, is is a teacher of mine. Oh, he, he'll always say, "If you have a mind, you have a mission," and that's that is true for everyone. But we men and women are so taught that you you stay on the conveyor belt. If you think outside the box, we're going to laugh at you and say that you're unrealistic or crazy and tell you all the reasons why you can't do it. Um, and then there's a lot of things that men and women both uniquely bring to the table that form a more powerful, cohesive whole. And those are demonized as well. Like if a woman fills any of those roles, you know, you're told like, oh, you're being weak or you're being stupid or blah, blah, blah. And if a man does it, he gets attacked for being toxic or, you know, we already know all that bullshit. And I think that we kind of are seeing um, a trend of, of why that might be convenient to the people that control our education systems and that control the economy and control the media, because that is literally where all of this program is coming from. So it's, it's hard, I feel like, to split this and, and kind of see that because all of us have grown up inside this shit and it is really emotionally damaging. Like when you accrue all of these experiences of deceit, betrayal, rejection, you know, all that kind of shit. And then just being totally confused of who you are and who you aren't or who you're supposed to be versus, you know, like you said, a lot of this goes against our fucking very biology, which it absolutely does. So what, what, why do you think, why do you think so many young boys are literally going insane and like going on murder sprees? Well, I would imagine probably what I just said and also the addition and the implementation of giving children psychiatric medication is like, be, I'm not saying that there might not be a case out there where maybe someone needs it. I'm not gonna fucking go out there and say that but what i will say is that it is so inappropriately and over prescribed and that i know for a fact and also from personal experience and from doing the research that the side effects to a lot of these prescribed drugs are homicidal ideation suicidal ideation and what happens when we have ideations they wind up becoming actions especially when both parents aren't paying any fucking attention because like i just kind of outlined in this document you know the kids are in these state sponsored shit houses while the parents are totally consumed with their own you know materialism spell in their careers their status or even just needing to scrape by and make ends meet so they don't get their kids taken by the state literally like entirely you know it's sliding scale but um it doesn't surprise me i mean you i, would I think i think i think the drugs have a certain amount to do with it but i think at its core it is taking once again uh what just a thousand years ago would have been a wild human um more or less at least somebody that would have excelled perhaps as a hunt as a hunter as a warrior uh there would have been a context for their aggression for their violence and they're told to sit still and pop an adderall and listen listen to the teacher when what they're what their brain and their body is built for is something radically different, especially at that, at that age of you know, 12, 13, 15, you know, that's, 
to have a young person doesn't matter man or woman sit still under fluorescent light in equates to a prison and be force fed you know knowledge that's been through a serious uh you know filter fucking propaganda filter it 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 fucks with us in so many ways that we can't even fathom how a kid gets to that point. Like if you don't understand why a kid gets to that point at this point, you're just blind. Like there, there's a lot of contributing factors, but the main thing is the suppression of the, the masculine energy. I, I, I don't, it's boiling or it's the pressure cooker effect. It's all of a sudden the, steam builds up until it pops off and it's not healthy you know that is top it's kind of you know it's like they got rid of shop class they got rid of auto you know in the high schools you, you used to be able to learn how to work on cars a lot of high schools had shooting ranges that all that's been deemed you know passe uh unconstructive whatever but it like a prisoner for 12 years of their life and you're act like one yeah that's a that's an interesting point that you made because i actually never I never, I never thought about that actually, as far as like having that instinct and what happens if it gets suppressed in a more extreme case. So that could be as a whole, like something to really look at is just like the effects of domestication on all fucking humans, on all of us really, because nobody is meant to like these artificial environments are just that they're artificial. So there's going to be consequences for that shit. And that's going to lead to a very neurotic population, best case scenario. Like we wonder why, you know, people struggle with their sex drives or why testosterone levels in men and women, because women have it too, are down. And there are a lot of reasons for that diet and medication are huge. Um, and then what you said about the fluorescent lights, um, I, I don't know if I texted you about this the, the night that I was like going down the AI rabbit hole or not. I can't remember if it was you, but was it you when I was like, what is that term? And it was optogenetics, which is the yeah, process. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So that is literally the process of controlling brain neurons and programming them using light. So like the light from the screens are all phones, TVs, computers, and also those fluorescent lights. Like that's why like the, they always used to bother me. I know this is kind of like a weird offshoot, but if you ever take acid, which I don't anymore, but back in the day when I used to, anytime I fuck with psychedelics, my main thing was I cannot be in a city, I cannot be inside, and I cannot be in any artificial lighting. Like, or I would freak out and I, I wouldn't know why, but I think it was my brain realizing like, this is an assault on my psyche and this is not fucking natural and I need to get the fuck out of here. And as soon as I'd be outside and be nighttime, whatever time, and just kind of out in nature and just more chill, then you have the greatest time ever, but you make me go inside a house where they have like artificial lighting and shit. And it would, it would fuck me up every single time. So I do not think that's an accident, but people can, I guess, if they're interested research optogenetics, uh, because that's, that's, 
some of the stuff I can't say on YouTube or they'll, they'll yank this immediately, but it's, it's fucking, it's creepy. And they've been working on that since like the seventies. So I, I like what the Philippine nomad uh, says here it says the single mom cannot raise a strong male and female without these control measures, uh, i.e. like public schools mm-hmm. and, and food and, and stimulation of all kinds. Um, and now the new media supplies the free and legal dopamine hits. You're hitting it. You're hitting it on the head there. I, I saw this video. Okay. Okay. I tried to find it today. I couldn't find it, but it was this American woman who is living in Germany and just gave birth. Okay. And she, she, it's just a TikTok or whatever, where she's listing out, all of the benefits that you get as a new, you know, as a new mother in Germany. And it's like, you know, three months paid off, uh, guaranteed that they'll hold your position for up to three years or they, you know, are like legally, whatever your, your employers, uh, you get like 250 euros a month is just like a little like baby bonus, like da, 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 uh, you know, visitations from nurses fill in the blank. And I'm sitting there thinking, what what's the dad's job? Like the state, the state is the daddy at this point. Mm-hmm. You catch my drift? Like, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like the, that's the whole point is to essentially like like mess men and women up so much to where there's not only no like interdependence, but there's also really no independence. So like everybody ultimately is dependent on daddy gov or the nanny state or whatever. But I, I do believe that that is what is underlying like the castration and deterioration of humans a hundred percent. That's, that's just what I believe. And so that's why it like, it just breaks my fucking heart and also makes me really angry too i'll be honest like yeah um, when i'm kind of pissed here well you know i'm saying how when when the when the authority issue a marriage right wait say that again kind of glitching out a little bit again i said when when the state has the authority to issue marriage licenses right when they're the arbiters of what is a legal marriage and what is not? That means that they're intimately involved in that in contract. They are the arbiters of the contract. And they therefore are the ones who kind of dictate the the terms. When it's all said and done, you know, let's see if I can track here. It didn't used to be the case where you could no fault divorce, right? Almost across the board, you had to have just cause to file for divorce, abuse, um, infidelity. Like that's about it. It was like, it was like short list of valid just causes to file for divorce. When they introduced no fault divorces, it just opened Avenue bring state into a religion that might be struggling for whatever reason. It absolves other two people of ultimate responsibility. State is going to judge what is right and what is wrong. 
we don't have to decide for ourselves. You know, it's all just gross. It's all gross. Like, what business is to the state in the first place? Right. I mean, I think that it just it might have just taken the place of like where religion used to stand. I don't know. But um, but I definitely understand like, you know, what business I mean, I we could say that about almost fucking any area of life of like what fucking business is it of the you strange motherfuckers that I didn't ask for your help to be deciding, you know, the fate of my life or how I should live it or the parameters therein. But that's you know, that's just the system at whole. But that that also might be playing somewhat of a number of taking like a, a what used to be viewed as a sacred bond and kind of turning it into more of like a business transaction or like a status symbol or you know you can unlock more social privileges if you have this piece of paper type of deal i don't know um i haven't like gotten super into that aspect of it um and well, I don't in, some, in some ways i think marriage should be a contract between two people involved in in the agreement you know it is it is i'm not against having marriage right what i'm against is licensure of a legal marriage right I'm against i'm not against a malpractice lawsuit against a bad doctor what i am against medical licensing saying who is and who is not a doctor you, you catch my drift like in terms of anarchy that that's not a world without contracts without law it is a it is without rulers the issue of the act of a ruler the ruled what is and what is not i hope this is making sense it's there can still be a contract it just doesn't be involved they're not they're not in the bed with you you know when you go home at night like why are they a part of you it's got no starting to uh you know get married but not for a license you know because fuck them yeah i mean i think that that's like one of one of many things i don't really have a super strong opinion on it like regardless and to be honest like what i what i'm seeing right now is I don't see a lot of people in our generation getting married. Like the majority of people that I know that have kids are all single parents, like that were never married to begin with. So, um, I mean, I, I mean, of course, like I, I see how that would be fucking annoying and irritating to have the state in your business. Like I feel that way about almost everything, but I guess, um, in like kind of looking at all of these different ways that, you know, kids, women, and men are all weaponized in, in such a in such a manner where it's like you're they're taking our natural instincts and finding a way to like weaponize what's already there so it's, it's pretty fucking smart i'll give them that they're smart it's diabolical um, shit yeah it, it is 100 percent. so that's why i read this shit not because I, I enjoy it it actually will disturb the fuck out of me and keep me up at night so i have to like have something to balance it out with when i'm done like i have to meditate and get it out of my head but it's like, it's important to understand that, you know, it, as long as we are still existing within this system, which as long as we're, you know, talking to each other through a fucking screen, we're in the system still. Um, so we are not like, you know, completely off grid and living in like a fully voluntary manner yet. So what do you think in the, in the way of solutions would be 
in like, like how, how do you see an effective solution looking uh, when we look at the greater collective who by and large, most of them are not really aware of like an underlying depopulation agenda. So like there's that piece. And if you say it, they'll be like, what the fuck are you on? But how would, how, what do you think solutions would be in general to getting each person to understand like that the, that the other person is not their fucking enemy? Because I feel like there's a lot of layers to that as well. But like, how do we move forward? Because it, it is a concern. And this was actually mentioned in the live chat by somebody as well that I saw. But it is a big concern when we're seeing such deterioration of human relations to the point where people are just like swapping real interaction for everything being automated and virtual. And this also, I think, ties in with the larger AI agenda. Like, to the point where we're, there's not even going to be any fucking use for humans other than using us as batteries for energy harvesting. And, you know, we're going to have fucking robots doing everything. Like, so we might be standing at the crossroads where we're the last line of people that can do something about this shit before every future generation is just beyond fucked. And, and I look at the way that the kids are right now, and it's not fucking good. Like I, I, I know 10 year old kids that have told me that they are suicidal and yes, their parents are aware of that, but 10 years. And I was when I was 10 also, I'll be honest, but it's, it's really disturbing. And like I was growing up when the internet was first introduced, but right now they all have way more shit being, you know, barraged at them than, than even either of us did. Uh, so what do you think a solution would be to just even getting the social climate less, agitated and less so inclined to just hairpin trigger first thing out of their mouth off rip is blame the other person with zero awareness of either self or like a bird's eye view just instant they're the problem and if they would just do x y and z we wouldn't have this and so it's like everybody is just this perpetual victim which and that that's going to lead us fucking nowhere So I, it's tough. It's really, really tough. I'm not this person to even ask um, how we solve these 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 issues. Because frankly, like if I'm being honest, I have strained relationships with women in my life, you know, and I don't know how to fix it. Um, Partly because I, I almost feel the strain comes from a, oh man, how do I say this? An unfair place. You know, it's kind of like what I think we need is for those of us who are interested in moving in a better way, we, we need to like band together. And we need to not worry about fixing everybody else's junk, right? Like, because we can't, right? And it's kind of a, it's kind of like a, doesn't sound pessimistic, but I really, my only hope is in like people, you know, communities coalescing naturally, um, rejected. Like lately, I've been very, very interested in Amish. Maybe for obvious reasons. They said no hundreds of years ago. They're like, this shit ain't healthy, y'all. That 
whole thing like they looked around and they saw that culture was going the way of like largesse and excess and status and you know it's all about bling 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 and looking fancy and flashy and the amish reject that altogether um now i'm not saying we have to all go full-blown amish but i almost think we could take their their example as sort of like yeah they were just ahead of us but like they chose city over artificial intelligence you know a whole long time ago um i don't know is that kind of is that kind of jive like that's my solution like instead Yeah, I mean, it does make sense. And I do know communities for anybody listening who's just like, well, I'm not fucking Amish. You know what I mean? Um, I know communities that are not Amish at all. They're, they're agorist communities. And so everything is just based on like like what we talked about earlier, like the voluntarism. Um, there's one not that far away from me, actually. Like far enough to where like, it, you know, it's a few hours, but I know where they're at. And like they've been going strong for a while. So I do think that, I mean, yeah, it, that is a hard thing of like, you can't fix or save or change the course of everyone. And that, that and I think that there is a lot of truth to that. And I am with the whole, I guess you could say exit and build, meaning like build a parallel society, or maybe it's not even parallel. Maybe it's something completely fucking different. You know, I, I am with that a hundred percent because I'll be honest, like, do you think I want to be working multiple fucking slave wage jobs and like dealing with, you know, this, that, and the third and cost of living is X three. And you know, it's nuts. Like, this is ridiculous. Like I said, before we went live, like, I think we should all be going in on some land, you know, growing our food, raising our meat and like fucking throwing parties in the woods and hanging out in the river and having a good time. Like what the fuck? Why are we not doing that? But, you know, I think we just kind of addressed why we're not doing that, right? Like, look at the system we were born into and the nonstop conditioning that we still have to work to decondition and all of these things that used to be common knowledge from our ancestors. We don't even fucking know. You know more of it than I do. I, I don't know shit. So, so there's that. So I, I do agree with that. But I will admit, I do have this part of me that won't completely fucking turn my back all the way. I'm just like, man, there's got to be like something, some way to break the spell on the masses. And I don't know what it is. It's like, you can't just put DMT in the fucking municipal water. Like you're going to make people go nuts. But like, I don't know. I don't know why I have that, but a, a lot of people don't. And it, it, maybe it'll go away once I exhaust myself from it. But, um, Either way, I just don't want to see us separated and miserable and just wind up all being in these fucking smart cities and like attached to a digital ID and a fucking social credit score and a central bank digital currency. And, and, and it's just an end game because we're really close to that. So it's like if, if we can find a way to really band together in real life, like it's hard enough online because of censorship, like it's really fucking hard. But, uh, but in real life is, I think, where a lot of these conversations and, like, plans need to be carried out. But it's like, you know, there's only so many fucking festivals where people get together every year to do this kind of shit. Let's see this. Uh, somebody says, you will never break the spell on the masses as long as the governments are presenting something easier to them. Yeah. People are inherently lazy and want to be led. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I hate to agree, but I do. I agree. Um, um, 
thing is, there's I'm like why? There's, like it, why? it sucks. It sucks, but they're really people. There are those that lead and those that are led. Um, and what you can do is be the right, like, and it's it's. I I feel you like. It's very easy to understand the sentiment that a lot of young have of why would I have kids when I can barely make in there's very little hope that I'll ever own a home blah 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 you know what you know what that is it's a bunch of goddamn excuses in my opinion right like meeting John Willis hired me have no fucking patience for excuses like well as I do but what we need are leaders men and women that will kind of set the 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 wheels turning on this thing and you have places like SC in Candom and you have you know like I don't I'm not even that big of a fan but like I think what Tim uh Tim Pool what he's doing he's got like a compound they're growing food you know channeling his his uh podcast profits into not only like their living you know system but coffee shops in the community and like that's real like that's how we build something so it can't be done as long as barely making ends meet which is why we got to do some bold shit and make some real and like make make it inviting make it cool and you know ideally we convert some people along the way by just showing them like, Hey, pull off that Oculus headset for a minute. Like we're having a bonfire, you know, <laughs> we're cooking weenies over here, bro. Like come crack a cold one and hang out, like unplug for a minute. Yes. Okay. So I like that. I, I, I fucking love this actually. And I, I think these kinds of conversations, like I, I'm so all about them because yeah, I, I want to, collaborate with people to to create these environments where we can unplug and be ourselves and once once you do that enough i feel like all the answers we already have them i feel like like a lot of this journey is more so about unlearning than it is learning like it's already fucking in our dna like a lot of this a lot of this knowledge we just have yeah. so much shit from the environment and been implanted in our heads that makes us forget that and they start that very young so i really like that and and again like like you said, I don't agree with everything Tim Pool says or does, but that is a really fucking good example um, of what of what he's doing and how he's using that to like you know build up the compound and the community because I do think we're gonna need that. Like I I think that that this this era of every man for themselves and just try to make as much money as you can and survive in these big cities and if you want a partner, just download an app like we're all like mail order brides or some shit. It's so, it's so beyond dead in the water. I'm just like, what the fuck, what are we all doing? And people are really suffering, I think, from, from chronic loneliness, which is what leads to so many uh, suicides, homicides, and overdoses, in my opinion. Um, and also, people are barely able to survive right now because it's everyone for themselves. And, you know, we just kind of talked about the cost of living, especially in the cities. So... So I think that that would be necessary. Um, so like, I guess the answer would be just to continue, but on a larger scale, figure out how to like construct more of a community where this dialogue is being held. And then 
probably provide a place in real life where people can actually show up and be together. So everything's not through a screen. Cause you know, you can only, you can only connect so much through a fucking device. So I've been, I've been daydreaming for a while about the easy peasy speakeasy. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah. um, So I had a thought, I hadn't really ever put it in these terms before, but, you know, I've been kind of obsessed for a while with the idea of an enclave. Is that a word you know? No. So an enclave is it's a sort of political term for a region that is autonomous within a larger territory. So like the chief go-to example of an enclave is the Vatican. You know, the not Italy, but it's surrounded by Italy. So do you think we could do that without getting like fucking Wacoed or Ruby Ridged? I think that is a spiritual goal, right? So what we do is we set up our, so we don't go so full bore as to say like, well, like we're done, you know, paying Caesar as much as we want to, you know, like we got to be smart. Like we don't go announcing ourselves as the free city of such and such or whatever. Just like, just do it. Like I, I think the best way to do it is as big, um, as like a central kind of hub to build a community around, right? SOE, you know, SOE doesn't need to buy Camden, Tennessee. They just need to basically build their little space, and their influence over their community over time will will grow and grow. So they are kind of like. You know, SOE is a little enclave within this Camden, Tennessee region. Um, you know, any one of these agorist communities you're talking about, the go to, it's a temporary enclave. Loud, know that we are autonomous and we're going to work towards being more autonomous by being more self reliant, self sufficient. Um, but so, like, in terms of our strategy, though. I think we develop the enclave and simultaneously we develop our outreach, right? Our mission work. That's the, that's the speakeasy in town. Your, your server, you know, the businesses that go cities that reach the normies will over time convert people. And, you know, you're part of our our customer list. Like we're having customer appreciation day out the out of the big pitch in. Come on out. We're gonna have a fire, and then like that's build it. You know, it's all about it's all about community, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be anarchistic on it, but you know, at its core, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So it's it's it sounds like a problem again is basic control and depopulation, and solution would be parallel society, agorism, and voluntarism, and some creativity to make it all fucking happen. Well, and like giving people hope, right? Like that's what it's all about. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that people will get get hope once they see people like try, like actually doing the shit. You know what I mean? Which I know was the case for me as well because I never saw people doing this kind of stuff until I even moved out here. Like in Oregon, there's, man, there's fucking nobody doing any of this shit. 
And if there is, I didn't know that. But I mean, I was born and raised out there. I never saw none of that, none of that. But I see it many, many places in the Southeast region. Um, so that I think gives people a lot of hope because, you know, when they, when I showed up here and saw all these people doing that, I was like, I had no idea, like no idea that there were so many fucking people. So well, the joke is always, the joke is always that like permaculture is just what your grandparents knew that your parents forgot. Yeah. True. Like there's still a lot of people out there just doing it. Like, you know, I, I, today I went work a little homestead you know client of mine they keep 30 chickens they you know have a garden um all their neighbors keep gardens everybody's got chickens you know some people have pigs and horses and and nobody calls it permaculture it's just the way it's always been um so like it's easy for us when we live in the city to kind of think that like there's nobody doing it but there are a lot of people doing it and they don't even use all the fancy words like agorism whatever uh permaculture this and that you know they just trade a dozen eggs for you know a gallon of milk and they call it square and that's you know they don't have to put all the philosophy behind it in some ways it's like i can almost laugh at myself because i i had to go the way of like college education just to find out that the the fucking magic is like have have a little you know garden you know, like it's really not that complicated. Um, but yeah, when it comes to like saving the world, I don't see any other real like winning strategy. You know, it's one backyard garden, one bonfire, one successful business at a time. And like we need strong men and strong women to fill those roles. You know, I'm, I'm working. I'm on a bit of a rant here. I apologize. But I'm working for a guy who has a speed shop harley's makes harley's go wicked fast and him and his wife like run the show together and it it works and it's because there's like very different roles that need to be filled there you know just putting out fires and fixing busted shit and she's you know and like making sales doing the advertising and you know it, it it's like I, I kind of crave that for myself, right? Like I'm, I'm sick of being my own, you know, I, I wear all the hats and I, you know, a little, a little, uh, balance would, would be nice. Um, the hard part's finding the right one and, you know, they're just, there, there's not a lot that think like you and I, um, like women, you know, truth is I, I bet you, I bet you your podcast analytics aren't that much different than mine it skews towards men in general uh i guess i don't know maybe you you have a different appeal but you catch my um, like, like this, this whole, my, oh go ahead i, I was I, gonna I, say like this, this whole there is a lag there is a lag i'm gonna just say like this whole is fairly male dominated is all i'm kind of trying to say Oh, it is. It, it, right. I mean, it, it definitely is, uh, which is annoying, but that doesn't mean what's, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of whatever. I just like to see, I like seeing women in this space. However, um, what I have noticed is that there are there, I will see a lot of women that will like, maybe let, let's say it's my backup account, like for, for the podcast. So not testimona, but the great silencing, I will absolutely, or even my writing one, Memento Mori Alchemy. That's brand new. 
Um, I absolutely am seeing a lot of women uh, like linking with me there, messaging, commenting, whatever. So they're for sure interested, but for whatever reason, um, which would could be interesting to kind of meditate on for whatever reason, and this might just be overall conditioning, there's a little bit more reluctance to say like, uh, like a female wanting to just go start up her own podcast versus like with dudes, I swear to God, it's like every fucking dude I know has a podcast. So um, I'm not sure what that's about personally. It would be interesting to consider, but I know that they are out there. Uh, but I also know that the this, this spell of society is just really fucking strong. Like, I think it's, it can just be, it can be difficult to find people like us just point blank in general, whether it's, Period. whether it's male or female. And as far as my podcast analytics, um, I actually haven't looked at like gender, which I didn't even know I could. I, I just, it just shows me where people are from and like how many downloads each episode gets. I just got an email the other day. This is so fucking random that I'm like number 140 some number 149 in Canada for news commentary podcasts on Apple. And I'm like, rock on girl, get it. I was like, what the fuck? Like really? Cause my shit, like I was like, I just started my shit. I only have like, this is number 17 in this episode, but I'm like, I didn't even know I was in the news commentary category. Yeah, like, right, right, right. I'm like, that shit is fucking hilarious. I was laughing my ass off. And then I went and looked and I was like, oh yeah, I did change it. It, it says like news commentary and spirituality. I think I had like spirituality and like health or something, but then I started getting flagged for misinformation. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I saw, so I put somebody out there is listening. I don't know. You know, I had no idea. I was like, that's so weird. Cause I do not like, I'm pretty selective about what news I report. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah media outlet at all so i have no idea who is listening but um yeah it's important it's just important to have a lot of like even like the festivals that you and i met at you know like we met at srf like i've been to other ones too like they have them all over the fucking world and uh i would like to see more of that happening because that is in my experience where a lot of the magic and the connections are made like there's a the first one i went to was a year ago i still still talk to the people i was there with and we were only camping totally. for five days like right right i met probably 10 dudes at at uh childerberg that i still talk to now and um yeah srf same story it, it's cool i i it's definitely i want to go to fucking childerberg so bad. oh it's it's so cool cool just wait though easy peasy fest it's coming i know i know it's it hopefully soon that's it's that's a dream of mine gotta throw a big party so yeah we should we should discuss that then like at, like when we're not like on this episode because that also was something that popped up in a meditation of mine recently as i was like wait a minute what the fuck like i want to be doing this and then i just wrote it all down or whatever but yeah i i, would, I really want to be designing places like that where people can just go and fucking heal and party and express themselves and learn what they need to learn and connect and do whatever. But it's like our society has stomped all that shit out. So we, I guess it's going to be on us to kind of bring it back. So I guess we'll just keep having the conversations. And I think it's probably really important to be doing as much in real life 
and also be documenting that so the people that are kind of only existing behind the screen which unfortunately is a lot of fucking people right now mm-hmm. so that way that's how you kind of pull them out of that because a lot of people if, if they're not if they're plugged into the machine if if you're not they won't even know you it, it, it fucking exists and it could be happening down the street you know kind of like what you just said of the people that you know don't even use words like agorism or permaculture or whatever. It's just the way that it is. And I'm like, that's wild as fuck. I don't even know anybody like that. You know, like I know people that live off the grid and are fully self-supporting, but they still use those terms and they came from the city. You know what I mean? They weren't, they're not people that have always been doing that. So that's, that's interesting. And that's, that's good that you know those people. So I guess, yeah, I guess this just, again, is bringing us back to the concept of the need to exit and build something new because this, this virtual reality, not even the computer, but just the society in general is, is, you know, by design, uh, poison by design, you know, castrates a human of their dignity and their natural instincts, whether you're male or female, I just use the word castration as like a metaphorical thing, but by design, it's, it's it's built to fail, and and like in this document, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, it literally says the whole motivation for even designing something like a computer was to calculate and accurately predict at what time in the future humanity would be at a point of capitulation. And I didn't even know what that word meant. So I'd look it up, and it means total submission, like complete, like you're done. Like you are just hundred percent catatonic doing whatever I say that that's the whole point of it. I mean, it's fucking right here. So I suggest anybody check that out if they want to just, uh, you know, it's not going to be like a, don't read it like right before you go to bed. But, uh, you know, I think that, that building something new, um, it's not an accident that that was the answer that we just came up with and not some like relationship hack that men need to do more of and women need to do less of or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like I didn't even like that. That's the thing. I, I just have this real sense that so much more powerful, like together. I do. I, I went back and forth, right? Like, am I going to have get married? Blah, blah, blah. You know, programming, natural, you know, instinct competing in, in brain. paired up like on average like whatever it's not right for everybody but in in construction we say one plus one equals three which is just a silly way of saying you get more out of two people working together you know you get you get more than the sum of their parts right and i think when it works like a male and female partnership is so strong you know when we have like a healthy relationship it's something that can achieve great great things right i i think about some of the sort of couples that i've that i've know and it is it's backbone of the family is is the backbone of of civilization and so I do think it's almost imperative that like, if we're as young people still having these like self crying thoughts, right. Of like fear of commitment. This to, you know, make that, that, that jump or have those kids or just out of fear, like 
fear, man. You know, like they want us to be afraid. But if we, I'm getting a little high and mighty here. I just think about as a man when I when I have been in like a supportive relationship, how it just builds you up. You can accomplish anything. You can take on the whole fucking world. And you know, we need more of that shit. Yeah, I do agree. And I think that like our our generation needs to hear that message a lot fucking louder. And even me, because I, I have a fear of commitment too. I didn't think I did. And then I like did some closer examination on myself. And I'm like, why do I always wind up in like with those types of guys? Not always, but you know, but like lately. And I'm like, because you know, the way law of attraction works is we attract what we are, not what we want. You know what I mean? So I'm like, why do I consistently attract a certain type of dude? And I'm like, am I like that? And then I looked at myself like, like, you know, over the course of some time. And I was like, oh shit, I am. I am like that. So so that's something I have to work on too. Um, But I've also been in like, like typically I am somebody who is in a longer term committed relationship. And something that I learned uh, there was the, so the first long-term committed relationship I had um, was at a young age, but he was somebody that I was engaged to. um, And obviously like, you know, things went a certain way. Like we were living a certain lifestyle. It's very dangerous. Um, it didn't end up working out and he died. And so like it, it, it is, you know, it's, he's not here anymore. Right. But when he died and this was like recently, um, when he died, it really showed me, I was like, Holy fuck. Like a lot of us, especially when we're younger, but a lot of us are really taking these relationships or these opportunities to build with each other, whether it's romantic or not, it doesn't have to be romantic. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us are really taking that shit for granted because with the amount of people I've had die just in the last year, but last couple of years is way longer. It's like, dude, I mean, we are not replaceable. Like we're really not. And sometimes it makes you kind of think like, I don't really feel like you just get this unlimited amount of attempts at this shit. So, cause we're taught to like, you know, not really value it or, you know, for what it is, or, you know, always put it to the side in favor of, you know, the paper chase usually, or the status chase, which we kind of talked about in the beginning. Um, but I, but I do agree with you. I'm like kind of circling back around to that. And when you are in those partnerships, be it, I mean, romantic a hundred percent, especially that's been my experience as well. 1000% like it should be iron sharpens iron steel on steel, like throwing gasoline on a bonfire type shit. That's a good relationship to me. And I've experienced that. So 100% like we are at, we are able to do a lot more when we have those like authentic, meaningful partnerships in our life. And I think that again, like that's another spell of society of like, you know, fuck everyone, put everyone else on the back burner, put your blinders on and just pursue your own, your own shit. You know, there's gotta be like a middle of the road. I got to check myself in that area all the fucking time because time doesn't wait for anybody. You know what I mean? And and people do come and go. It's so true. It's almost like we're conditioned not to take life as seriously as we fucking should, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe it was just, by nature of us growing up in sort of this weird, like la la land attitude where I don't know, like pre pre nine 11 or I don't, I guess, I don't know. Um, I, I just think about how, like when I first started, you know, 
being involved with girls, I, I never once was like, well, Hey, maybe I sh should like marry this one. No, it's like, it's like, no, I got all the time in the world, man. Like I got to go to college. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like, man, like, like he said, you don't, you don't always get a second shot. You don't know what, you know, like, yeah. You, even as like a 17, 18 year old, I just wish almost that we'd have balls to like tell our kids and our teenagers, especially like, Hey, this is it, man. Like you get one life, you're going to blink and you're going to be, you know, an old man, old woman. The best thing you can do is like grab onto it and go like make the most out of life. It ain't going to wait for you. Um, I don't know. It's almost like I feel like uh, I I wasted a decade in some ways just thinking too much about shit. Now it's like, oh, hey, like life's actually kind of simple. Um, don't be such a pussy and like do it, like get after it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I I do relate to that. I really do. I, I'm like, what in the living fuck was I doing for so long? Um, and a bit that's that's a big reason why I got into the memento mori alchemy shit is because I'm like, well what's done is done and like literally what's dead is dead because i cannot resurrect all those people or all those situations or chances or whatever i can't like i don't have that ability but uh what can i learn from that and how can i be way more intentional with my time and my interactions and my decisions moving forward and you know if you get that opportunity like like i don't take that shit lightly like like on any context or any level when i when i do develop um, authentic, honest connections. I do not take that shit lightly at all. And like, I make that shit a priority now. And it's, it's cause I know how rare it is. It's, it's to where when we were growing up, it's just kind of like, you know, all this shit all at once. And you're like, Oh yeah, it's just always going to be this way. You never think about like endings or people dying or, you know, any of that stuff. Um, let me just check this real quick. There's two things. One says you are referencing accountability. Unfortunately, that is something that has been taken away from the young. Yeah, that's a big fucking problem. And I think that ties into that Peter Pan syndrome we were discussing that I honestly feel like applies to both men and women. But um, yeah, not having any personal accountability. Ultimately, the person that suffers the most is that individual that doesn't have it, in my opinion. But the people around that person are going to suffer a lot too, so it doesn't help anybody. Um, and then victim, victim mentality, right? Yeah, well, that or just being like a total like delusional juvenile fucking narcissist at the age of fucking forty plus, you know? Because I yeah. I meet dudes like that who are in their mid forties, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how are you still functioning and alive, like and behaving like this? But that dead ass, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It's it's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> uh, but at this point, it's like, what do you do? You know, I'm not going to, you know, just move on. Then um, he says, how can a woman, how can a women compete in air quotes with each other for that alpha male? Um, I don't know. Me as a woman, I do not compete for men because I feel like that is degrading. Like I, I just, I will, I will not do that. I don't even hit on guys that I like. Um, so I will, I, you're never going to see me competing for a dude. Um, but that's just, that's just my attitude. I don't know if we want to talk about like how women are doing that shit in general. Um, well, there is like a fascinating, I don't, I don't fucking there's, know. there's kind of fascinating, like phenomenon that 
I don't know if this is what they're trying to bring up or not, but like the Andrew Tate phenomenon, the, I don't know, the, the, the alpha ape does attract women, but only a certain like type or caliber of women to that superficial. It's like, like, I think that's actually beta, um, behavior the real flashy boisterous obnoxious you know ego how alphas actually behave in nature that's like the number two who's trying to vie for position alphas are usually calm quiet like i'm not fucking around in the wolf uh I think it's it's very similar, like wolves and chimpanzees. It's usually the leader is not the meanest, even strongest, uh, the wisest and the most right is the of the you know, top chimp. You know, top chimp is not the one that beats; it's the one that grooms all the. Other. An act of reciprocity in a way of saying like like I value you member of, of my group like that's what an alpha actually does a lot of people don't realize that misconception big dick energy energy whatever it's like I don't know man. It's, it's not how it works yeah, I mean, he could have been talking about that. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, that whole attitude of, um, I do agree with you that that is only going to, I guess it, it depends on what kind of woman you want to attract. Because uh, yeah, that type of energy, like I'm, I'm completely repulsed by it. Like I think it's fucking disgusting, and I, I don't even think it's manly. I'm just like you're obsessed with toys and showing them off. Like you sound like a toddler. That like that's usually how two year olds act. So to me, it's when, gross. Like, in an argument, you're just like, oh, yeah, well, I have 12 furries. Okay, like, make a real point. I yeah, mean, yeah. So, that, so, so I guess it does. It would depend on, I think that's something that, that I think men and women should probably take a, a look at is it's like, Sometimes we get conditioned to just be like, oh, you just need a partner, but like, it doesn't matter who they are. Like, just not even saying that's what the person in the comments was saying, because I don't think that's what he was saying. But I think that people get conditioned of, oh, just, just have a partner to have one more thing checked off your list of what makes you, you know, have all the things in society or whatever. But right. we aren't thinking of, well, what kind of, because for me, I'd rather have zero people in that spot than the wrong person in that spot. And that's because I've spent so many years with the wrong person in that spot and it's fucking hell. So, so yeah, I, I think that there is the type of, it's the same type of girl that would be attracted to that kind of bullshit is the same type of dude that is going to rush a girl because she posts like thirst traps on fucking instagram or you know whatever is like always has her ass and tits out like it's the same type of people it's usually people that are just attracted to for lack of a better phrasing shiny objects so because for me like if i think of an alpha male like like at least what i would look at as alpha which is which comes with respect 
I don't even really feel like those types of dudes and they are rare, but the ones that I can think of, they're not drawn to women like that. And they also have standards. Like they're not the type of guys to just be like, yeah, I want like 30 fucking broads that online that I just run through every week. Like that's usually not what I see. Uh, but then now we're going down the rabbit hole, I guess, of like, you know, define alpha. Cause a lot of people have, are, are have very differing opinions on what that looks like. Shit, you are frozen. Are you able to hear me? Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay, you guys, his connection has been really bad, like, this whole live, and he is completely frozen right now, so I am going to end the live if he doesn't come back. Wait. Hey. Are you back? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you just completely fucking froze, like, 100%. Shit. Hello. Okay, I can hear you. I can see you now too. It's been a little bit. <laughs> Were you able to hear and see me that whole time? No, it went it went dark. What? My Wi-Fi. My my Wi-Fi just went spazzy. I don't know. It's it's been struggling the whole the whole time. <laughs> Maybe I should make sure the bills paid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those things help for sure. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they would just cut you off if you didn't pay it. They wouldn't be like, let's just fuck with him when he goes live on YouTube. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't. I have zero idea what you were able to to hear out of what I said, um, or if you if you were even able to hear it. I missed. I'm sure I missed a portion of it, but. Yeah, I think I think we were just kind of coming to similar um, places of there are a lot of people who disagree on what alpha even is, mm -hmm. but I would imagine that that people who are that energy of competition just feels incredibly toxic to me. Yeah. Like I, I think creativeness and collaboration is sort of more of along the lines of what feels good to me. But when we're in a competitive energy, I, I'm like, I'd question if there's even any, any like legitimate alphas in there. Cause it just seems so like petty and degrading, you know, it just feels very disconnected to, to feel like you need to like on one level. Yes. Like your skills, depending on what you're doing, need to be up to, up to a certain par, but the energy of being in that competitive mindset is different than like being somebody who can I guess stand out from a crowd or like excels in whatever they do. If that's making any fucking sense at all. No, it makes perfect sense. It's cooperation versus competitiveness. Um, yeah. I talk about it all the time, but in terms of ecology, there's really only three different kinds of natural relationships, parasitic, predatory, and mutualistic. And if you're not mutualistic, you're either a parasite or a predator. I'm just saying like, so what we need to strive for are mutualistic, you know, mutually beneficial relationships, right? You win. And so do I like win, win, everybody wins, not I'm taking from you or, you know, and this goes for romantic relationships or just personal ones. Um, when it becomes lopsided, when it becomes predatory or parasitic in some way, uh, nobody wins it's kind of like one person benefits at the other one's uh detriment but 
if it's not mutualism, it's not worth fucking with, which is why, like I said earlier, like I'm not one to ask as far as like how to fix a, a struggling relationship because I'm at a loss for that shit. Y'all like I've kind of, I've kind of had to really like work through my own thought processes to, to figure out exactly what's going on. And the best way I can explain it is that I was banished by a family member. And as a result, there's now like a retaliatory shunning in effect. And I don't know how to fix that, but I've chosen to basically shut my mouth as opposed to trying to, you know, convince anybody that, they were wrong. Cause what's the point of trying to convince someone they were wrong? Um, it never gets you anywhere, you know, like, but I don't know. I hope that's not off topic. It's just, to me, it's like, we can try to fix every broken relationship or we can seek out and enjoy the ones that are mutualistic at, you know, from their inception and that stay that way. You know, I, does that make sense? It does. I think that's that's extremely interesting that that category of mutualistic, parasitic, or predatory. Just because in in observing a lot of the relationships in my own life, because I'm aware that any kind of relationship I have with others is usually some sort of reflection of the one that I have with myself. Mm-hmm. So I have to like really, really be mindful of both of those things because uh, I'm just not interested in toxic bullshit, but. I'm, I know what mutualistic dynamics look like for sure. And they're fucking incredible. Um, they're not the norm though. And so I'm, I'm also very experienced with like parasitic versus predatory and like the fucking nightmare that shit is. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's that off topic. I think that's interesting that, that you have those um, three categories, but yeah, I guess what you were saying in regards to your family situation or whoever that is with is, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that can be the defining factor of whether or not a relationship is salvageable or even like a person or, or whatever a cause is when shit hits the fan. Are they are you talking to a brick wall endlessly or is is communication both ways even possible? You know what I mean? Because if it's not, you're right. Like we we absolutely cannot control other people and we'll never be able to. Um, sometimes people can be positively or negatively influenced and they can come to their own conclusions. But yeah, if it's a situation where they're just like hell bent on digging in their heels and having it only be a certain way, then, then no, you're, you'd have to, you know, kind of carry on to save your sanity. And then hi, Marsha, I just saw you in the chat. Um, sorry. So that's, that's what I would, that would be my response to that. Yeah, well, the only reason I brought it up again, I I've been like doing research and 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 learning about the Amish, and not that they're like the perfect example, but they're a very interesting example in that they're very very close to a full blown voluntarist society. Um, you know, everyone is there by choice. You have the freedom to leave as you wish, or you know, never come back if you don't want to be a part of the community. Um, the only enforcement that they have, you know, there's no police, there's no jail, there's no, no form of any kind of corporal punishment, you know, no, no putting people in the stocks or, you know, whatever. There's no, 
no form of punishment other than sort of social um what you might call i don't know social pressures and there's kind of like three formal ways that they use social pressure to maintain a coherent society and that's public shaming <laughs> uh, banishment or excommunication and there's like slight variations you might say banishment excommunication what's the difference um you know excommunication is that form of like shunning where you know you're not you're not expressly banished never to come back or else it's more like we just won't talk we just won't talk they're very formal about it where it's like it's very ritualistic in in the fact that they can't even like accept anything from your hand you can't sit and have a meal together and what i realized is that all of these um codified norms within the Amish culture directly mirror what is going on in my family. Personally, um, we just is almost like instinctually how it all plays out. I hope this is making sense. Again, I'm like verging on way too personal here, but fuck it. Um, Cause this is like, I think a ton of families are going through this, right? Because of the vaccine. Uh, uh, shit. Yeah. They were like, Oh, <laughs> Well, you already said it, so we'll see. I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Tess. Damn, I'm not used to this crap. Um, but because of, because of that thing, uh, people, people were banished, right? People were banished. And now there's like this reactionary, like, you know, for equal, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You banish people they might just not really want to talk to you for a while afterwards. Right. That's kind of natural. Um, but in the Amish community, what, what gives me hope and what their sort of norm is their sort of way is that if, if whoever was excommunicated, shunned, whatever, if they come back with humility and basically atone, they're welcomed right back into the community as if nothing ever happened. This is what I read. You know, I've never gone through the process, so I don't know, but it's, it's an interesting way of, like I said, um, it's like enforcement without any, any means of, you know, like punishment, really. It's just social pressure, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think to a degree that that shit is appropriate because there should be con there's always consequences, whether, whether we deem them negative or positive from like any action or inaction, because a lot of the times I will judge somebody a lot more harshly by what they don't do than by what they're doing a lot. Of, that seems to be the case in a lot of situations. Yeah. It's like lack of action. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? So, you know, I, I do think that that is that, that has a huge effect on, on what is, I guess, socially acceptable and then therefore promoted and encouraged and multiplied in reinforced human behavior is how it's received. Typically, that's how it goes. So like, yeah, I don't think it needs to be in most cases as serious as like letting the government execute you because, you know, you might have even been wrongly convicted. Like think about how many people are. That's nuts. That's fucking crazy. Uh, so if it could be more of a thing of like 
you know, in order for something like that to work, though, you would, you would have to have a community and members of said community that value the community they come from and connection, which, again, is why I think the best weapon is divide and conquer and division, because if you break connection and people's conscious awareness that connection is literally the key to life and a fulfilled life and survival if you break that like you you have what you, we see walking around on the fucking streets right now you know what i mean you just you you have total fucking chaos uh but if if you don't though i mean yeah behavior can be corrected literally by something that subtle it doesn't have to be like so fucking extreme you know what i mean in order to yeah. get somebody's attention. Um, so yeah, that's that's another thing that I would think is, uh, was taken from people uh, by various means of conditioning and, and brainwashing that I would like to see return. I think we'd see a lot less rates of like addiction and just overall happiness come back, which, you know, harder to make money off of people if that's the case, which is why it is what it is. But um connection really is i think what most of us even if we don't want to admit it or if we don't consciously believe it i do think that real connection is what everybody is searching for and what ultimately drives everyone's behavior so i think that, that does make sense you know i think um like the only way to achieve that level of a community that level of sort of what we might call like a stable culture, right? I think that's the goal. We're looking to create a stable culture, a sustainable culture, whatever you want to call it. Uh, because the one we got right now clearly is not stable. And I think it's important to kind of take lessons from things that have worked for thousands of years, you know, sort of the truisms of people which is why I look to like the Amish as an example, their, their way of life. I don't want to live that way per se, but when it comes to sort of organizing a potential like community of sorts in the future, you do have to have a very strong set of shared values, right? It doesn't have to necessarily be religious, but you have to have very clearly defined strong values that, animate the community right this is why we exist this is what we're all about um and without that shared value system there's nothing nothing to stop you from tearing each other apart right like the common code and the, there's a word for it uh that the amish use again i'm just kind of fascinated i think they're interesting people but they call it, they call it the ordnung O-R-D-N-U-N-G, Ordnung, Ordnung. But what it basically means is it's the it's the rules. It, it, they, there's not really a clear like translation of this word, but it's it's something to the effect of like the common code or the common law or you know what have you. But it's a verbal traditional sort of you know, it's, it's all the little sayings that your grandparents used to tell you on how to be a good person. That's all it is. And the whole thing with the ordnung is it's not fixed. It's not written down. It changes, but very, very slowly and at the discretion of the elders. Okay. 
So the, the living tradition of the Ordnung is what guides behavior within the community. And while it can change, it very seldom does, if you catch my drift, right? And the only people that can change it are the old people who feasibly know best. And I think that's cool because as an anarchist, I'm thinking, you know, no rulers. There are rules, but there's no ruler. You know, it's very, it's decentralized. The ordnung is specific to every sect, but very, very similar to the rest of the Amish people, right? It's almost like the rules themselves carry a tradition and have like an ancestral component. It's not, it's not the exact same as the family three counties over, but it's pretty darn close because you guys maybe have a shared ancestor three generations ago or what have you. You know, again, I'm kind of on a ramble here, but the idea that a common value set that animates this community into being, you know, we got to know what that is. We got to know what the, what the values are, what the expectations are. It needs to be very like, I hate to use the word strict, but it's kind of like, you know, Hey, at, at the very least we need a common code in this community that we don't fuck each other's spouses, right? If you fuck someone's spouse, you're excommunicated, right? Like shit like that. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I when did we talk about that? We actually discussed that at the June SRF about like, you know, intentional communities and everybody having kind of a shared, not all needing to think the same damn thoughts, but at least being ideologically aligned on, you know, what, what the deal breakers are. And I think that, that can, that's going to get a hundred percent lost when we're headed toward globalism, which I feel like we're already kind of there. I feel like national sovereignty is just kind of an illusion that will likely be smashed like pretty fucking soon. But um, when you get to having so many people under like one underarching authority and voice, it's just not, it's not realistic that everybody's going to be on board with the same shit. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like people that live in different parts of the area have different needs. So I don't know. I guess, I guess we, uh, I guess that could be a topic for another episode in regards to like establishing, you know, the next step, which would be establishing uh, parallel societies, new new communities. What does that look like? Because a lot of people ask me about that, and they're like, "When and where?" And I'm just like, you know, fuck if I know. Like, I I got myself out of my hometown that was like a black hole death pit. But like for me at least, so other people like it there. It's not like that for everyone, but for me it was. So I got myself the fuck out of there, and you know, showed up out here. And the rest, I'm still trying to figure out. Like I don't have it figured out yet. So so I guess we can. Um, continue on with that for sure i think that'd be a cool a cool topic for another night yeah sort of what would the ordnung of our community be yeah that would be dope for sure so so let's fucking do that um i definitely like the conclusions that we kind of came to around this so thank mm -hmm. you for for like joining me and discussing this because it's it's just a topic that I see people up in arms about every single fucking day. So yeah. moral of the story is it's a psyop and divide and conquer is being used to control you. Men are not the problem. Women are not the problem. However, we all have problems that we need to address in ourselves so we can work together, but stop blaming each other. Okay. That is so well, well said, well said. <laughs>
And, uh, uh, and I'll just, anything? I'll add, um, I was going to say, you still got to come on the WTF forum. That's the latest, the latest and greatest. Um, it seems like we're on kind of an every other week schedule. So this actually would be the time slot. We did one last week. We did one two weeks before that. So I think we'll do one next week. Uh, and it's good fun for those of you listening on on uh, the great silencing. You know, basically check out Easy Peasy Podcast. The idea with this WTF forum is um, it's not just mine. It's kind of whoever's. So we've got like six or seven or eight different podcasters that have been a part of that. And um, a few of us are sharing uh, sharing the, the forum on our feeds. Um, but sort of like the Amish, I like the idea of if the forum grows too large, it will split in two and become two separate forums. Um, yeah, it's kind of like we can only have so many loud mouths in one, in one stream. So, um, point being like they want to centralize control. We want to decentralize it. We want everybody to share the power across the board. Um, yeah. No, no one person knows it all here. So yeah, like you said, you summarized it well. We've all got our own issues, but none of us are to blame. Yep. I think, I think we're headed down a fucking a nice path with this shit. So we will continue. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. And uh, hey, to anybody who is listening or watching the replay, sorry if there were any audio or video glitches earlier. Um, luckily, when you came back, it was fine. Though. So, yeah. so we'll check yeah. the audio in the video after this. So, okay, everybody, good night. We are ending the broadcast, and we will talk to you guys soon. And yeah, check out the WTF forum. I would totally love to be part of it next week too. Mm -hmm. So, okay, sweet. I will talk to you in a second. We'll just end this right here. Let's Peace see. out, y'all. <laughs>